Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Lost a legend over the weekend. RIP to Jimmy Buffett. With a quarter billion views on Spotify, it is 5 o'clock somewhere. And nobody did it better than Jimmy Buffett. He was really great at showing us art doesn't always have to be the most highbrow thing, right? Cheeseburger in Paradise, Margaritaville, all of his songs and his pirate head community um, are mourning the loss of a true legend, Jimmy Buffett. Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane. Born in 1946 on Christmas. Oh, man, what a gift. Seriously, what a gift to all of us. Born on Christmas in 1946. Jimmy James William Buffett was an American singer, songwriter, musician, author, and businessman. Best known for his tropical rock music, which often portrays a lifestyle described as island escapism. He recorded hit songs known as The Big Eight, Margaritaville, which is ranked 234th on the Recording Industry Association of America's list of songs of the century. Uh, it, it's, it's an ongoing list. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing how many songs he's got. With over 30 albums released by Jimmy Buffett, eight are certified gold and nine are certified platinum or multi-platinum. In total, Buffett sold over 20 million albums with a net worth. Can you believe this? In- of $1 billion. He was one of the richest musicians. He had best-selling author and devoted fan base composed mostly of baby boomers, also known as parrot heads. Jimmy Buffett died on September 1st, 2023, age 76, in his home in Sag Harbor, New York, due to complications from Merkel cell uh, carcinoma, a rare and aggressive skin cancer. So our thoughts and prayers to Jimmy Buffett's family. We will be sure to be playing a lot of Jimmy Buffett music um, coming up. I mean, come on. What a legend. And also the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Not going to get the same tribute from me today, but uh, Smash Mouth, I tell you what, you can't. I mean, look, Smash Mouth has a pretty big following, right? Uh, They might not be as big as the billion uh, dollar net worth of Jimmy Buffett, but uh, come on, songs like All Star almost has, I mean, it's got 964 million plays. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in in the shed. So Steve Harwell, former lead singer, dies at the age of 56. So a tough week for rock, whether it be uh, (laughs) beach rock or tropical rock or 90s rock. My favorite song, though, is Walking on the Sun for Smash Mouth. That's a great song. Tell you what, we'll play that. We'll exit the we'll exit the show with that song. How about that? But we've got some other news to get into. Michael A. from Bachelorette Katie Thurston season and Bachelor in Paradise, uh, and Danielle Maltby from Nick Vial's season of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. Seems that they've called it quits. Now I'm gonna play what Michael said about their relationship on the She's All Batch podcast, but I've got it under pretty good um, information that they were already broken up when he said this. But hey, maybe they were on a break. Maybe they were trying to get things you know, on the right foot, get them to work out. And maybe they just finally decided not to, but either way, Danielle has removed all evidence of Michael's existence on her Instagram. Here's what Michael had to say on the she's all batch podcast. Just a few weeks ago, you probably see the internet speculation. I see it on your Instagram. You post a photo and people are questioning, where is Danielle? Um, What is the status of you and Danielle? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say this being in a public relationship. It isn't fun. Um, 
And Danielle and I like both agree that the only people that should be in our relationship are us two. And so we think just like the healthiest way to have a relationship is to keep it private. And like, we both love each other, like very much, but we just kind of want to keep things private. I think when you start having a relationship and bringing people into it, people have opinions. All right. So uh, at this point, they were broken up. But again, maybe they were just on a break. Maybe they were trying to get some more space. Who knows? Either way, probably not going to get an official statement from them. But as far as I'm concerned, that relationship is over. And let's do this. I've got some featured content for you today. Our featured story is Jason Tartik having Ben Higgins on his podcast, which of course is about trading secrets. That's what it's called. It's about financial uh, information with content creators, influencers, and people making their living in the world of, uh, you know, the internet. But um, because he's going through such a heartbreak with Caitlin Bristow, of course, the conversation is going to veer back to self-help. And Ben Higgins offers Jason Tartik some advice on getting over his breakup. I'll have that for you at the end of today's episode. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Pretty wild Labor Day weekend for some out there. This is a non-bachelor story, but um, a University of Wisconsin peer collapses. University of Wisconsin students crash into a lake. Dozens of college kids went crashing into a lake this weekend after dozens of them crowded onto a rickety old pier that couldn't sustain them. You know, when I was in college, we had a similar issue with like people partying on porches. You know, you'd be at a house party and there'd be a porch that clearly can only fit five people and you see 45 people on the porch. Next thing you know, you start singing a little tub thumping and the whole thing crashes. Here's a clip. You're going to have to, you know, do your best to listen to the audio here of an onlooker watching the whole thing fall. No one died. Uh, one person I think was hurt, but pretty scary scenario. Have a, have a listen. All right. So you unfortunately can't really visualize what's going down there, but it literally is like 50 people. They said it was at least 30, if not more, on this, this tiny little pier that of course cannot hold their weight. They went crashing down. One person was taken to the hospital. Five others were treated at the scene. Fire officials estimated anywhere between 60 to 80 people were on the pier when it collapsed. That's a good example of like college kids wanting to be the cool kids. So, you know, at, at 20 people on the pier, somebody should have said, you know, that's enough. But of course, that 21st person's like, oh, but I want to join. Now, I want to be traveling tonight uh, to the East Coast for my brother's wedding. Cannot wait. So excited. I will have content all week long as we do. Uh, but boy, uh, you never want to be on the flight like this one. Delta. Delta Airlines explosive diarrhea diverts Delta flight. A Delta passenger. Oh my gosh, this is bad. Jeez, oh excuse me for anyone who's eating. Sprayed diarrhea everywhere aboard a midair flight, forcing the plane to turn around and go back to the airport to deal. The holy shit moment occurred Friday as the Delta flight was headed to Barcelona, Spain, Barcelona, after taking off from Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta International Airport in Georgia. While the jet was over Virginia, the passengers' gastrointestinal issues exploded out in the open, giving everyone on board a front row seat of the disgusting aftermath. So it looks like they turned it right around. That's That really sucks for everyone who's trying to visit. The flight captain radioed air traffic control to report the incident, and he seemed pretty calm under the circumstance. Let's see if we can hear his audio here. Negative. It's just a 
uh, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. All right, a biohazard issue. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, I mean, know, look, hey, it is what it is. I, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, at that point, it's like, I get it. I understand. I just, you know, be safe out there. <laughs> I don't know. Were they pre-check? Were they late for their flight? Had they been in the, were they in the Amex lounge for too long? Who knows? I mean, this is maybe, maybe blame the, uh, the, the bad airport food. Who knows folks. All right, let's move it on to another story. We got to cleanse our palate from that one. Oh, here's a good one for you. Zach Clark, you guys know he was engaged to Tasha Adams. It didn't work out, but he's talking about his addiction. You guys might not know this story, but he tried to cash a stolen check at a bank so he could have enough money to pay for the painkiller addiction that he had. That bank teller um, had other plans for him. Here's his story, and this is him telling his story at the Camden County, New Jersey uh, event, uh, which is an annual Remembrance and Hope Vigil uh, it's his hometown, and there's a lot of people that have passed away from addiction and currently struggle with addiction. And here's what Zach had to say about his surviving his addiction. I walked into that bank, and there was a bank teller there, and her, her name is Rhonda Jackson. And Rhonda Jackson saved my life, because at that moment, Rhonda Jackson had three choices. She could have given me the money, and she could have kept just working and acted like nothing happened, right? And I could have walked out of that bank, and who knows? I'd say I probably had about a week left to live. She could have called the cops and had me arrested for, for faking a check. Or she could have done what she did, which is she called my dad because she saw me and she saw someone that was, that was hurting. I love you, Rhonda. Thank you for saving my life. Truly, I love you. And it's kind of like this thing I carry out into the world. Right? Be a Rhonda Jackson. Be a Rhonda. Be a good person. Well, folks, in- be a Rhonda. And as I always say, be a Zach Clark, because this guy is using his platform for good. Now, I'm not here to knock Tasha. She can do whatever she wants with her platform, right? Everyone's got different issues they go through. Michael A. talks about the loss he had from his uh, the tragic, uh, you know, cancer that took away his his took his uh, wife's life. Everyone's got a different story they share. Uh, Blake Moynes he share he talks about animal co- uh, conservation. It's everyone's got their own story, their own path and their own spirit's journey. And for Zach, he saw hell and he made it back and he's here to tell us about it and he's doing great work. So kudos to him. Boy, would we love to have Zach Clark on an episode of Driving with Dave. Boy, would we have a good chat. Uh, We have uh, one more story before we get to our featured story. Uh, How about this? Uh, We covered it yesterday, uh, which was um, Serena Pitt. And Grocery Store Joe, they had their wedding. Uh, But at that wedding, there were some hard launches. Rodney hard launched his girlfriend. Uh, Hard launch meaning posted her on his Instagram. And I don't know if she's in reality TV. I didn't recognize the name. Uh, But then we also had Andrew Spencer hard launching his girlfriend, who is not a member of Bachelor Nation, but she is like an influencer, New York City model. So good for them. Congrats on your new relationships. We'll be following it as it pertains to the Bachelor world. Uh, and we wish them well. Now, 
With every good hard launch, there's a hard exit, and the hard exit being Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik's relationship ending. You might think we're just beating a dead horse here, but it's a conversation about loss and recovery. And look, we follow the sh- The Bachelor. We follow a show where people find love and heartbreak and deal with all the emotions that are that exist in between the two. And with that, we've got Jason Tartik opening up about you know, kind of mentioning he was dumped. He mentioned that um, Caitlin was the one to let him go. Now, look, I provide good um, a good faith argument for both of them. It doesn't have to be a which team are you on. They're people that are grieving their loss in their individual ways. But either way, here's Jason Tartik in our featured clip of the day, interviewing Ben Higgins. Have a listen. ABC is notorious and and the best way ever for supporting a lot of their leads to do cool things, to do other shows. We just saw Charity. She's going on Dancing with the Stars. Caitlin went on Dancing with the Stars and won. Like, it's really awesome that they do that. I'm assuming this was an ABC show. And were there any other opportunities presented to you? It was an ABC show. It was an ABC show. It was an ABC show. And I never got asked to do anything else. Okay. So now... People always tell me, Dave, why do you comment on the audio? Well, I do it because it's a way to help others. And I'm not criticizing Jason Tartik because it looks like they actually rented out this studio space. I'd be pissed. I'd want my money back because whenever he talks above a certain level, you can hear it peaking and it's that's not this is not good. Uh, it's not horrible, but you'll hear when they kind of go above a certain le- level, it kind of clips and, and uh, gets scratchy. And that just means that the audio engineer needs to do a better job. Oh, that was never an offer, never on the table for me. His sounds Got good. There was probably a period of time where I could have pushed for that. But I talked to Sean Lowe and Sean Lowe had told me, hey, if you can at any level not do Dance with the Stars, it's going to be better for your relationship. Wow. Wow. It's really hard on a relationship. There's a lot of time. And if you're having any issues post-show, do your best to not go on that show. All right, Charity. Ball's in your court. Be careful out there. Dancing with the Stars, not good for your relationship. Even if your relationship is ironclad and you are the strongest person in the world and you have no form of insecurities, which is impossible, we all do, that show will beat your relationship up. Yeah. 100%. It just does, right? It absolutely does. That was the advice that was given to me. And we were struggling trying to talk, walk, work through stuff and we'd have really great times and really hard times. And I think both of us had said, hey, this that's not for us. Right? Yeah. Now, don't forget here, I'm still working at Talasis. I have not left my job yet. This is all insane. Okay, yeah, politician, Talasis, bachelor. Now you're filming the show, 100K each. You got the rent. What happens with the show? The show airs on Freeform, ABC Family. Give me a time frame before Nick is announced as The Bachelor. All right, so that's his show he did with his then fiance. Didn't work out. Obviously, Jason was supporting Caitlin Bristow during her Dancing with the Stars journey, and he says it's really tough. Now, do I think that's the reason they broke up? Not at all. But we've seen time and again couples that don't make it past literally week three of the doing the Paso Doble because you know it's um you know it's a big time commitment. And and look, I'm I'm one of those people if your relationship can't survive dancing with the stars take that as a litmus test it wasn't going to work out because dancing with the stars is a great lifetime event to do and if you didn't do it to try to make the relationship work could you imagine the fights then oh we're fighting about this because i could i should have just done dancing with the stars i could have been dancing with val tremakovsky we could have been doing the paso doble vienna waltz and instead i'm over here bickering with you you know what i mean it's it's a it's a no win i say do dancing with the stars if you survive it you'll be stronger for it all right here's ben higgins with his breakup advice that clearly clearly is touching jason's heart and then afterwards uh, we'll play the audio of Jason talking about getting dumped. 
Mm-hmm. It's they go from being fans of Ben and Lauren to then fans of Lauren or fans of Ben, mm-hmm. and that one wasn't healthy for Lauren or myself. That was a really hard time, I think, to process through. But then, obviously, your following becomes a little more critical. They they make a lot more assumptions. You're viewed in a different light. They start questioning your intentions mm-hmm. for going on the show and your relationship off the show. And some of those intentions that they questioned were fair. I look back today, I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I said yes to that. Why? Well, I, I think I do. It was the money and it was the opportunity. Sure. And so, yeah, it did stall the momentum and it changed my identity. I went from being on The Bachelor to being in, and being in a, a healthy relationship with for a period of time to then being single again. Yeah. And that, I think, changed my identity drastically. And I, ne- I wasn't necessarily ready to be single again. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah, I can relate to that. All right, we will be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Knowing what you know now, asking as a friend here, but is there anything you would have done differently or any advice you'd give knowing the impact it had on all the areas of your life as someone who's like in the middle of it all? Yeah, yeah. I think... I can only speak to my experience, which was coming in a relationship with a really great person. I'd always viewed Lauren that way. I still view her that way. And so this was a, a for the most part, a healthy relationship yeah. that went wrong. Two good, two people with the best intentions. I don't know why the camera's focused on Jason here. It's very interesting. Just didn't work out. And so for me, I look back on that and I, I wish I would have held on to resentment um, for a shorter period of time. I wish I would have quickly because we still had a good relationship in the day. I haven't talked to her in years. I wish I would have gotten to a place where I wanted to heal any wounds that were left out there because we didn't. We just parted ways and never really healed the things that were said at the end or the things that were done at the end. I look back now as a married man and I'm like, it doesn't feel good to have past relationships that were healthy. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from a healthy relationship and then not ever have that closure. Um, yeah. It just didn't, it doesn't feel good. And then I I wish, and I didn't really until I met Jessica, quite honestly, which was years later. I wish I would have found a way to heal personally, but also found a way to think and view and speak of Lauren in a way that was more uplifting and less of a burden and less heavy on my heart. Yeah. Because I carried this weight of fear of one, would I run into her at an event? Was somebody going to ask me about her in an interview? This was a very raw and real time for me. I wish I would have gotten to a place where I said, would have confidently said, hey, we didn't work out, yeah. but I care about this person. Yeah. And I would have... So he's saying he led with a lot of resentment after the relationship, which is fair and good on him. Good on... And look, someone the other day thought I had some beef with Ben Higgins. I personally don't love their podcast, but I think if he did his own podcast, he, he's got a lot of retrospective uh, sort of nature with how, how the relationship ended and being in the public eye. I think that's all good stuff here. I think he's got a good voice and a good knack for uh, for doing podcasts. He's got like a nice soothing energy here. I just personally have a gripe against those Zoom podcasts that, um, you know... Yeah, you know, could have been uh, done in studio here, but yeah, he's 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 got great advice about overcoming the bitterness. Known that she would have felt the same way if that's how she felt, but I think everybody heals differently. It takes different lengths of time for people to heal, mm-hmm. especially from relationships that are real and raw and meaningful. Yeah, and I just wish I could have found a, a space to view it in a better light because really, I didn't for years. Yeah, a lot of that hit home. I'm going to go to the next topic. Otherwise, I might hit me home. So let's go back down the professional world. Thank you for sharing that. It all landed. I heard you. I see you. I feel- so Jason, 
in in the sweetest way here is so protective of not crossing that line where he makes it about him that he looks down and he goes i hear you it landed I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna digest this later but i have to get through this the consummate professional now in relationships, people handle things differently. Caitlin Bristow uh, was uh, out in Italy over the weekend going to an F1 event, I believe, and now she's hanging out with her dad back at home. So, like, she's going to go cope with it by going out with some girlfriends. And and, and Jason's doing the same. He, he was on a guy's trip. So, you know, it's it's just because they're not wearing their heart on their sleeve doesn't mean they're not completely crushed by this. It's never one person blindly dumped the other. If the relationship didn't work out and Jason wanted it to, what could have been done differently in the last several years to lead up to the point where it does work out? Did Caitlyn, and again, maybe some X-Files music here because maybe I'm just stepping out of line here. Did Caitlyn finally put her foot down and say, enough is enough. I would have married you in a courthouse. I would have married you in a backyard. I would have married you here or there or wherever. And we couldn't even get a date set. I got my exes all having babies right now. Enough is enough. Let's do this now or let's not do it at all. And maybe Jason hesitated and she said, all right, that's it. Kaputs, we're done. I don't know, folks. I don't know. We're just speculating kindly here from a distance. All right, so feel you and I'll let that digest after because I don't want to go down a road that'll take trading secrets in a whole different direction. Doesn't want to go down that road, but here he is. So he does an intro that's not on YouTube. That is just to his audience, which I really love. I think it's a very personal way to start his podcast, you know, because an interview is very voyeuristic. We're watching or listening to someone else have a conversation, but here he's talking directly to us. Here's what he has to say about the breakup. Can't get into my new house. So I'm like a nomad Been staying at friend's house been staying at hotels, family members. Uh, it's actually been a really good time to reconnect with family and the foundation of friends that, you know, mean the most to me and that have helped me through um, this tough time. Like it's just, it's every day is getting better, which is good. Um, in the healing process, I think it just works in all kinds of steps and it works in steps to get what inevitably, hopefully will be acceptance. I'm still working towards that, um, getting there. It's just tough. You know, it's really, really challenging. And I've said it before, but when you love someone and they let you go and you have to just pick yourself up, you have to navigate, you have to find your confidence again. You have to fill your tank again. You have to grow as a human and then navigate the directions of life. And with so many moving parts as location and career and family and time and age, it, it adds a lot to it. It's funny because I'm like, <laughs> I, I, this is a podcast about careers and money. I'm like finding myself going back reading, as weird as this is, the book that I wrote, The Restart Roadmap, because I feel like, well, professionally, everything is in its own lane and, and moving uh, uh, moving really well. It's the personal stuff that I'm wondering, what's best for me? Where do I go? And how does that impact the professional stuff, which is a great segue into this podcast. So very interesting stuff there. As we have in this clip, he says, when you love someone and they let you go, you have to pick yourself up. Uh, does that mean he's playing the victim? No, not necessarily. But uh, you know, you can have everything in, in the world. You can have your business taking off. But when the love that you want isn't there or is no longer there, that's a hurdle he's going to have to get over. And we'll keep talking about it as long as they talk about it. We'll talk about it because it's fascinating. And one of the biggest couples in Bachelor Nation. And we will keep following their journeys, whether they reunite or whether it's an individual level. But that's what we do here on this show. We just follow the contestants, finding love. Well 
We're walking on the sun. All right, that's going to do it for me, folks. As always, I've been Dave Neal, and this was another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. Have a good one, everybody. Might as well be walking on the sun.